Welcome to Insights, a podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Miley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, you dug out of the snow, buddy? Yeah, we're okay. We're on the right side of town for the uh, snowstorm. You? We're good. We're good. We we battled. Uh, I didn't battle, but Buffalo, New York battled, what, like five, six feet of snow over the weekend mm-hmm. uh, as we're recording this episode. Uh, I think I got about seven inches, Matt, where I am. Yeah, it was about a f- whatever foot where I was. Normal snowstorm, but you could tell it was getting national attention. I had texts from people that don't usually text me saying, stay safe, which, you know, in a snowstorm, just stay inside, um, then dig out. But um, yeah, crazy, crazy amount of snow. Uh, made some national news, and I guess you know the word of the day is thankful because that's the word we uh we have this week. But you know, unfortunately, you know most people were okay, um, and now we're moving back on on our lives. Yeah, here more is coming too. But hey, that's that's Buffalo, man. I mean, and and really, you, you get it with with everything on insights. We're either talking about our grass because we want to golf and we want to cut our lawn, or you were talking about snow because we want to use our snow blowers. Uh, and, and Matt, that's, that's kind of just the way of life in Buffalo, New York. That's really all we have to offer. Yeah. But I mean, there are underrated summers. Let's not just throw, throw the city under the bus. Um, but yeah, great, great area that uh, gets a wrap for a lot of snow, which we do. Um, it's funny to talk to clients and say, Hey, we got, there was six and a half feet of snow the other day. And they look at you like wild, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I had that call with a yeah, client. Somebody said, uh, out in California today. Yeah, it was. Uh, he's talking to somebody Friday, and he said he was cold, and it was like fifty mm-hmm. something degrees. And I was like, "Buddy, I I feel bad for you. Very, very little right now." <laughs> um, yeah, fifty five. He, he said he was sitting like a sweater outside. I was like, "Bud, we're we're we are getting feet of snow right now." Wise man once told me perception is reality. Wise man once said that. Yes, he did. Matt, let's get to the show, man. Let's go, Matt. You wanted to bring a topic today about Indeed changing to bidding on cost per application instead of cost per click. Uh, and, and listeners, I'm going to be honest, Matt did not brief me on Indeed Shift ahead of the, the episode because I wanted an organic reaction just like you might have. Uh, and I wanted to ask some organic questions just like you might have. So Matt, walk us through what Indeed is doing or has done. Um, tell us when this rolled out or when it's going to roll out and, and kind of just walk us through the, the difference here. So Indeed at its FutureWorks events, annual event, um, October 2022 here, about a month before we were, you know, months since that's happened, they announced they're going to be changing their their bidding, I guess, to cost per application instead of cost per click. Industry has grown up on online advertising being cost per click, whether it's Google, um, Facebook, kind of, you know, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, et cetera, where you go in say, hey, I want to bid 25 cents a click, 62 cents a click, $10 a click if you're in a hyper competitive Google industry. Um, and then that's how you optimize your campaign based on some other metrics. So Indeed has said they're going to change that to where you're just bidding what you want to pay for an application. Um, testing it out, they said with small businesses, hasn't happened anything with with Haley Marketing clients yet, but that's the announcement they made and how they're changing their, their online advertising bidding. Feels like a good thing, right? I would rather bid and pay for the end result than the top of the funnel, right? It makes sense in how you would want to bid in this industry. You're bidding on the conversion. You're not bidding 
because that's one of the downsides of cost per click. Hey, I'm just going to get a lot of clicks. It's going to run up my budget. I, I want conversions. I want deliverables. I want applications. So we'll see if you have to, you know, bid $3, $5, $8, you could dig into will indeed artificially inflate the cost per application because they set the rules to their algorithm. Um, that could be something to watch for. I guess that's also the other comment of if I'm paying 25 cents a click, but it takes me four clicks to get an application. And now Indeed is just charging you a buck an application in theory. And I, and I know it's drastically different numbers, but I just want to make it easy. You're still paying the same amount, right? So I guess the thought is, is it really going to matter or is this just semantics? That's where I think it's just semantics in how we we coach people to look at their data. I mean, nobody really cares what they're paying cost per click right now. They care about how many applications they're getting. They care about what their cost per application is, basically. So how you bid in a in a in an operational way could change. Um, but really you most companies, Haley Marketing does where it manages its 50-ish clients of job spend. But if you're looking at your metrics now, you're probably looking at cost per application as the the number one metric anyway. So that part of it. I don't think we'll change. So what do we do? I mean, this is happening. This rolled out in October, but it's only run, rolling out for some smaller businesses, you said. So it hasn't really hit our clients yet. Um, what do we do? Is kind of sit tight and kind of wait on this one? I think you start to learn your metrics. You know, what do you want to pay for an application? Make sure you know that. Make sure you understand it or are working with somebody that can understand it. Um, make sure you understand the whole bid optimizer system because right now you're technically not paying at a cost per application, cost per cook. You're saying, hey, my budget's at Brad Staffing Agency, $2,000 for the month. Use the algorithm to to spend it throughout the month. Like we're taping it here in November. A lot of Indeed campaigns are spending a little faster in November, probably because the three, four days around Thanksgiving, nobody's looking for a job. You're, you're just not going to job boards to look for jobs. You have other activities going on. So you believe that? You think so? I would think more people are off and now's a good time to look for a job. You actually have time and like the freedom to do it. No? No, people are not. It's the same thing as a weekend. Once Friday afternoon hits the 48 hours, you will see. We don't see a spike on Saturday or Sunday? You might see one Sunday night. Huh. Interesting. You will not see one on Saturday. You definitely, you see. I didn't know that. Fewer clicks. And, and I, I wasn't thinking like Brad's going to be applying at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner, but I'm thinking, you know, the, that candidate who is off now Thursday, who would be working a day shift or who is off on Black Friday, like you have now just found yourself 16 hours that, it, and, and the same sure. on the weekend, I would think, okay, well, if you're working a nine to five, looking for jobs on a Saturday would make sense. But I guess if you also don't like your job, you're probably looking while you're at your job, right? Like you're probably just working through the week and looking. You're quiet quitting. You shouldn't be, but yeah. yeah. Um, no, once people kind of exit, if they're in the traditional job, you know, nine to five, once Friday, it feels like it's almost out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to think about work for 48 hours. And then once interesting quote unquote, Sunday scaries come, I got to go back to work. Oh, you know, I hate my boss, Brad or my boss, Matt. I'm going to go get a new job because yeah, I don't want to go to work on Monday. Um, I think what's that's super interesting though. Yeah. And, and thinking through when you might be running your ad budget, if you're running and this is super, this is probably a different topic for a different day. But if you're running ads, would you not want to run them during the week then and maybe pull back a little bit on the weekend because you know people aren't applying? And the reason I say that is I know... Um, I can't think of the consumer good. I heard it on a podcast though. Um, it's it's a bad example because I can't give you the data or who it is. But but the woman had mentioned that they run... It was a, a 
consumer goods product, they run more aggressive Facebook ads on payday. So on Fridays, because they know that if they throw a larger budget when people have money, they can actually buy the product. And like that makes sense to me. So I'm trying to get my head around that space of, okay, if people are only looking at jobs Monday through Thursday, maybe we should, in theory, pull back that budget Friday to Sunday. I, I know that takes a little bit more work, but... But even what we do here, our weekly budgets will reset Sunday or Monday because of that. We want to have the most money when people are active. But even to think about what you're talking about, Brad, with with throttling your campaigns or whatnot, I'm having a conversation with a client in the education industry where right now in December, we're going to pull back actually on their budget at the start of December, just because we've seen in the last couple of months, their results be more expensive in the first week of the month. So that data is telling us the competition is probably pouring a ton of money into the environment and the atmosphere in the beginning of October, the beginning of November. So it's more competitive. When it's more competitive, it costs more. So we might pull back a little bit to see if that saves some budget and gets us better results when other people have already spent their budget. Super interesting, Matt. And, and what I love about it is your your team is in the trenches looking at that data super, super closely um, and probably have access to data that, frankly, a lot of the rest of the industry doesn't have because you're doing it such high volume, right? I mean, I, I talk to dozens of clients every week, but I didn't know that disparity in wh- when people are applying. I Candidly, I was under the impression that more people would be applying on the weekends. So, so that was eye-opening to me. Um, so Matt, cost per application instead of cost per click right now is what it is. Let's let's kind of wait it out and, and check the data in a couple months. I think so. I mean, we don't even know when it's going to roll out. If it's quarter one, quarter two, I would think the first half of the year, if Indeed announced this um, in quarter four, 2022, what I would think is going to happen is the, the bid optimizer is not going away where you put in your budget and it, it change, it's a dynamic cost per click. Um, but I'm guessing you'll put in a target cost per application and the algorithm and all that will will take that into account in trying to deliver applications at the cost you want. And one thing I think we have to watch also, um, there is talk indeed might allow you reject a candidate. Sounds harsh, but if it's if it's a poor candidate, there is some talk you might be able to to provide that feedback in the platform and receive some money back. I'm not sure that's a little, not reckless speculation, but I think they may have mentioned it. So they want to get down the quality, which is- I li- I appreciate that. Yes. I mean, I, I, for one, as a consumer, I don't want to waste money on anything, right? And if if you're in nursing and you're getting applications from welders, right. you, sh- you shouldn't have to pay for that. So that, I like that a lot. You felt that pain from the standpoint of no, not spending money on Indeed, but when you post a job for the digital team and get a hundred applications and eighty-five of them aren't even close to yep. getting a phone call, yep. that's 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 la- waste of resources yeah. of your time. Yeah, I I feel it every time we hire, um, and and unfortunately it it makes finding, and I'm glad we find the right people for our team, and I love our team. But it makes it super difficult because there is so much noise. So hearing that you might be able to weed that out on Indeed, I like that a lot because we get a ton of traffic from Indeed. Um, Matt, where can people go if they want to talk to you and, and get started here? I'm, I'm thinking through people listening right now saying, I'm not even sure I know our cost per application. Um, you know, Frankly, we're, we're paying per applications and, and I don't care what the cost is because we need them. I want to lower it. I'd love to save some money. Where can people get started? What should they be doing? You know, We can help with just looking at your data. We, we've been looking at performance reports for the past 60 days on Indeed and ZipRecruiter for clients to say, yeah, you're doing great or no, you need some help. Um, one I literally got today from a company, the cost per click and cost per application 
um, were high. They're overpaying. They're wasting money. I know applications are are tough, but you got to be doing it efficiently. We can help there. Um, and reach out to the team here. Shoot me a LinkedIn message. Send me an email. Info at heliumarketing.com, any of that, and we'll we'll connect with you to to see what you're doing right now with your data and provide some honest feedback. Because it's not always, hey, you know, Brad Staffing Agency, you need help. Sometimes it's Brad Staffing Agency. There's nothing we can do to help you. Here might be a tip or two, but that's something we we take pride in at, at, across the company at Haley Marketing for 26 plus years is you know making sure it's the right fit for our clients, following the rule of threes. Um, good for the client, good for the team member, good for Haley Marketing to to make sure everything is is working together the right way. You heard him, friends. If you're not sure if your cost per application is low, is high, is accurate, is inaccurate, if you don't even know what your cost per application is, if you just want a friend to look over some data and look over some numbers, shoot Matt and his team a, a message on LinkedIn. You can reach out to Matt Lozar on LinkedIn. Let's get started there. And he can put you in contact with the right person if it isn't himself. But I would highly encourage you to do that. If anything, he's going to tell you you're doing great. and You can continue on your way in 2023. Matt, Let's talk testimonials. You know, this is something that comes up time after time on Insights. It's something that I see time after time just looking at consumer goods. We are trusting online reviews just as much as we trust a review from a friend or a family member. I think it's something like 88% of people trust an online review as much as they trust one from a friend or a family member. We are window shopping. We are crowdsourcing every single time we think about buying a product. Matt, I can tell you, and, and we talked about bare bottom pants a little while ago on the show. I looked at reviews online. I didn't know if they were going to be the right things. I didn't know how they were going to fit. I didn't know anything, but I read a hundred reviews and I said, all right, let's give it a shot. You know, three days later, that at my house, new headphones, bought a pair of beats the other day, needed them for the gym, looked at reviews, loved them. Great. Let's go. Ring doorbell. I use that in my rockstar marketing talk all the time. Those reviews loved it. Had to have it. Consumer goods. But it shifts over to services too. You think about getting your car fixed. You think about getting a pizza. You think about going, uh, maybe it's on an anniversary dinner and you're looking at what to do. Maybe you're traveling. I know, Matt, you and I travel quite a bit with Haley, speaking at different conferences or attending different events. You're in a new city. You don't know what to eat unless it's the hotel you know, bar or restaurant, whatever it is. If you want to actually get out and see something though, and you only have one dinner, you want to make sure it's a good one. Use online reviews. Matt, the challenge though, is in staffing and recruiting, we historically have pretty lousy reviews. And there's a reason for that. We're in a business where you have one available job at scale. Let's say 100 people apply to that job. Well, Matt Lozar gets it. That's one person. You now have 99 frustrated people who think you didn't give them the time of day, who think they're qualified for the role, who are now getting out their Twitter fingers and they're leaving you a negative review somewhere. It's just the nature of the, the, the game. But Matt, we need to actively work on generating those positive reviews. And, and this is something that you brought up a little while ago and something that you're passionate about. So tell me where your head's at on it. Where I'm at right now with reviews is it's a perf- we, we need to build reviews as staffing companies and the industry because if this market flips, you know, it might, it might not. If we get more frustrated job candidates, like you said, Brad, they're going to leave more negative reviews. And we need to play the numbers game and proactively ask for positive reviews now of uh, people who are happy, who are employed, who you're helping out, who maybe have received pay raises, promotions, any type of benefits, and really grow that. So that's that's the proactive approach I'm thinking, um, building off what you said, because if, like you said, we're going to have more unhappy candidates in the near future, right? Fewer, fewer open jobs, more higher unemployment, 
will have more unhappy candidates, will have more negative reviews, and your even your 3.8 could go down to 3.3, or hopefully not your 3.3 is going down to 2.8. That's that's significant. So if you can keep building it now, that Google star rating, Facebook, Indeed, et cetera, it's a really good proactive strategy. It's a ranking factor on Google, right? So if you're searching for pizza near me, the pizzeria with the most reviews is going to show up at the top. The same is true for staffing firms near me. The same is true for whatever, steak dinner near me. Insert whatever you want here. For sake of this show, it's staffing firms or employment firms or, or jobs or people hiring near me, right? That's all a factor. Now, now, yes, there are hundreds of factors, but that is one of them. But if you're on the Google map with five other staffing firms in Buffalo, New York, and you're the one with a 1.8 and everyone else is in the fours, I can assure you, you are missing out on candidates. Whether or not those reviews are accurate, they're honest, whatever it might be, Matt said it once. I'll say it again. Perception is reality, my friends, when it comes to online reviews. And if you're at the low end of that, that system, when you have five or six competitors in your local area, well, your candidates are going to go to your competition, plain and simple. So Matt, we got to think about generating positive reviews and what we can do. Maybe we can go back and forth and, and think through maybe a couple ways for individuals to actually generate these online reviews because... Matt, I can hear people thinking, well, Brad, you're, you're saying let's do it, but it's not that easy. And friends, it can be that easy if you put some work behind it. So Matt, what would you do? Where would you get started? Ask people who are happy. Have to, right? Got to open yeah. your mouth and if ask. Just place them if they've just gotten the promotion, something. Um, yeah. Ask them, make it easy, You know, reduce that friction. If it's, you could do a computer in your office, if you have too many from the same location in a short period of time, that can be a red flag. So be careful with that. But you know, if you get one per day, that's 30 in a month. That's a really nice, nice growth rate. So that's what, you know, I don't know what the numbers are you to to make sure you don't get red flagged by Google, but just ask people who are happy. Um give them some information to make it easy and they'll leave you reviews. I ask at the end of every single talk I give, Matt. So I was just at the NAPS annual conference last month. And at the, my last slide was a giant QR code. And I asked everybody in attendance, I said, you know, I'm going to go out and give this talk again later this year. And I'd love to know your feedback on, on how you felt this, this presentation went and whether or not it met your expectations. Everyone takes out their phone. Well, the majority of the room takes out their phone, scans the QR code. Matt, I got 45 reviews in 30 seconds. And now those didn't go to Google or Facebook. Those went to a private form that Haley Marketing, you know, we have a service over here called Reputation Management. It went into our reputation management form and widget, but I can use those those reviews now when shopping my talk to other associations, or I can use those those reviews in my uh, you know personal marketing for you know personal branding to, to to pitch more talks and things like that. And Haley can use it too when we talk about our speaking circuit. All I had to do was ask them. It works for Brad. I can tell you every time he he goes out and gives a talk, whether it's remote or in person, you'll you'll see it come in. You'll we have a. It, kind of tied into one of our Slack channels. Um, they'll be like, you know, Brad probably gave a really good talk. People are happy. So they're going to leave some reviews to provide some feedback. And he makes it really simple for them. So the formula is there. You provide, you made somebody happy with the time they had just spent like an hour. They gave up an hour of time. You, you provide really good content and he made it simple. You reduce the friction by scanning a code Go. And that's a lesson that I learned when I, I used to play guitar quite a bit in Buffalo. Uh, and somebody at, at one point taught me that if you don't leave everybody there with some sort of takeaway, they'll forget you as soon as they leave. So you can't tell people, oh, check me out on Spotify or look me up on Amazon Music or whatever it might be, because by the time they leave, one, they, they may have had too much to drink. They're going to forget your name. They're going to forget you in the morning, whatever it is. 
you have to ask them to do something there. So it's, hey, don't leave me a review when you get back to your office, right? I'm not asking attendees at the conference or after the webinar, hey, leave me a review online or you know, go to Google and do it later. It's physically right in front of them. They, they really can't escape it. So where are your candidates so that they can't escape that review? Or, or when you're asking them, they feel like it's so easy that it would be foolish not to do it, right? When you're in a room of, I don't know, 100 people and everyone has their phone out, you almost feel awkward to not do it, right? And it also, if I tell you it's only going to take 60 seconds and I mean that, again, why would you not do it? So friends, you know, one, it starts with asking. Two, maybe we reach out via email and we just ask for online reviews. Maybe we, we run an internal contest, right? You have a team of recruiters. You have a team of internal sales reps. You have a team of individuals who are all working with different clients and different customers and different candidates. Maybe we say, okay, in the month of December, whoever gets the most online reviews from their candidate database or their clients or their whoever wins a, I don't know, 200 bucks, whatever it is, and gamify it. And that doesn't feel like a lot of money, Matt, to generate a couple dozen reviews or a couple hundred reviews, however, however much it could be. I mean, you're, you're, you're paying per application. You might as well pay for reviews too, right? And build that online reputation. What else, man? Testimonials. This was, this was your segment. You want to talk about anything on your mind that you didn't get to cover? What should we do with those testimonials once we get them? Director of social media, whatever your title is. Director of digital, but I'll take director of social too. I think that's a, that's sure. a catchy title. Um, we need, to, we need to use the reviews once we have them, right? So if we're driving candidates to a site like Google or Facebook and they're leaving that review, great. That builds brand authority. That builds our employer brand when someone is searching for staffing firms or employment firms in Buffalo, New York. But we should then also add them to our website. Let's get them flying as a, a slider at the bottom of every page. Maybe we add a whole testimonials page. Again, I mentioned our reputation management service here at Haley Marketing. We can embed that widget directly onto a page of your website where every single review that you've generated just shows up right there. We can put them in emails, right, Matt? So we can, in our email newsletter, maybe we feature a testimonial every single month at the very bottom or at the very top. Maybe we're, we're proud of that and we show it off. Maybe we show them on social. Once a week, we feature a testimonial or two and we show it on social. Um, maybe we bake it into our print and our collateral. You know, the, the the point I'm trying to make is we need to leverage them, right? We can all say we're great at what we do, but when others start to say we're great at what we do, it, it has some momentum. It has some um, meaning, right? I, I can tell you, Matt, that uh, I'm the best pizza maker in Buffalo, New York. But if I actually have 200 reviews saying you have to have pizza from Brad's Pizzeria if you're in Buffalo, that has so much more meaning than the actual owner saying that, right? So friends, it's the exact same thing. If we can instead have our you know, brand ambassadors advocate for us, so much more meaning. So we need to make sure that we're showcasing that. We need to make sure we're showing it off. Anything you would do that I missed? No. I've When you were going through those examples, I feel like it's been a while since I've said this, but it, it comes back to some of the basic principles of of insights. It's content people want to see. They want to see testimonials, good or bad, but definitely good ones. And you have to make it easy for people to see those testimonials and take that content to where they're spending, excuse me, spending time. It's testimonials, it's blog posts, it's jobs, wherever they are. And if they keep seeing your testimonials everywhere, it's going to make an impression. You know what I've actually seen a lot more lately is instead of running like Facebook ads of just creative or I'm going back to consumer goods to, in an effort to bring that over to staffing. But instead of just showing a, a shirt or a hoodie or a pair of pants as the creative of the ad, 
brands are using a testimonial, putting ad spend behind that, and they're promoting the testimonial graphic. So they're getting positivity of what somebody else said about the brand in front of hundreds or thousands of people, but they're using that as a way to say, listen, Brad loved these pants or Brad loved this hoodie, whatever it is, be like Brad. You can go look at the hoodie yourself. You can figure that out if you like it or not. But we have people that are are bragging about how much they love this product. You know, do that. That's all I got for the segment. I think it's important though. My big takeaway, we talked through some other things, but build your testimonials now. Just our quarter four theme 2022 here at Haley Marketing has been preparing for anything because there is a lot of uncertainty. The job market's weird. Um, higher level, middle level tech, higher level, middle level incomes. Tech jobs are getting cut. The lower level hourly jobs are not getting cut, at least yet. Um, so it's so unique on what's going on with inflation, job market. Just preparing for anything is kind of a accurate term. So just from the testimonial side to prepare your company, it is preparing you for anything to get testimonials if we have a flip in the job market, but also even if this stays hyper-competitive for traditional staffing jobs, you need to build that brand authority, that social proof to, to stand out to the qualified candidates you want to apply for your job. Friends, that's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You can tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. Be sure you tell them Insight Center. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. See you next time.